a dating and makeover expert where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. If you've had a few relationships in your life, you look back at the type of people you were with. Do you have a pattern of attracting certain partners that were not good for you? Toxic partners are people who tend to be a little, well, let's just say unstable, who act in ways that bring you down or criticize you, or they might even abuse you emotionally, physically, and sexually. Or they may just not feel like yourself when you're with them. Their behaviors tend to be driven by unmet needs. And this is just me as a therapist talking which often goes back to neglectful, unloving, critical, abusive experiences in their childhood. And then fast forward to when they start dating, they try to cover up these insecurities they've developed over time from that upbringing. And it manifests itself in many different ways, which we're going to definitely talk about today. And when you're dating or in a relationship with them, no matter how loving, how supportive, how giving you are, you find it really hard to feel content and safe and are often left feeling frustrated, hurt, beaten down, angry, confused, all those things that happen. It's like an emotional roller coaster when you're with these people. And overall, it can make you want to avoid dating altogether. And this is often the case when I just start working with people. I I just recently was working with this woman and... <laughs> It was funny because when we first had our coaching session together, she said to me, Kim, every man, every man that I've encountered is broken. Are all men broken? Are they all non-committal? In which case I responded, I believe that every man you have attracted and you are attracting is in fact broken, is non-committal. And she laughed. And, and as we were uncovering her journey and her history, she disclosed that she grew up in a family where love was expressed through achievement and that it was more important to show how competent she was through all of her various successes, her studies, her activities, and how you know successful she was. And then, only then, would she be praised. I mean, that's how her family basically showed her love. And they did not talk about their feelings. They did not display, you know, kind of showing how affectionate they were through their body language and hugging and I loves you I love you they just weren't there and fast forward she would find herself attracting men guess what who would find her amazing in the beginning but in the end they started just feeling intimidated by her and emasculated and would ultimately ghost her or just leave and she didn't get that. Like, she didn't understand why that was happening. And she just thought it was the men. Well, it was the men that she was encountering, but it was the way she was leading with them. And what we uncovered is that when she would first meet her dates, she focused on all the successes to try to get their approval. Surprise, surprise. And just as it was in her family. And now the men who were you know, a little lost, kind of loved her because she seemed really put together in the beginning. But the more alpha confident ones, which she really wanted, was not attracted to her. So 
we worked on how she could be more in a receiving mode. This was a really foreign concept for her and have more feminine energy versus a masculine energy that she just kept initiating over and over again with these guys. And after teaching her some ninja flirting techniques, as you know, I often do with my, my people, my ladies, I reminded her to wear sexier clothes when she went on the dates, express her feelings and be more in her play and body. And she started attracting the kind of men that she was looking for. But it was definitely foreign to her. And to be more comfortable with not leading by what she could do, but rather how a man would feel with her. This is a totally like weird concept for her. And that she was enough. She didn't have to like prove to these guys who she was. It was just that they would like her for her. And it was a huge blind spot. And once she corrected her behavior, she started creating a different result. So if you feel like you just like end up with these type of people and you don't know why, is that like that question constantly in your mind? And what can you do to break the cycle? Well, I'm bringing on a very wise man who I discovered, and he's going to help me actually hone in on detecting certain types of men and why as women, you may be attracting them. So whether you are a man or a woman listening to this, you're going to find this episode super powerful because both genders have a responsibility in who we attract and the relationships we find ourselves in. And it's it's what we do about it and how we own up to it is what really matters. So this guy that I'm bringing on and I want to share like I don't I don't know him that well but I met him on this new social app called Clubhouse and heard him giving advice to singles and I loved him from the minute he said hello because he just like spoke my language and then I came to learn that he of course has an awesome podcast of his own called The Roommates it's the number one source of entertainingly educational enlightenment and definitely have to check it out and there is definitely more to his story but I'd rather have him tell you himself. Welcome, Hafiz. And you're going to have to say your last name for me. <laughs> no problem. No problem. No problem. Yes, my name is Hafiz and my last name is Baoku. Like Ba, like a sheep, O, letter O, and Ku. Baoku. Baoku. Did yeah, I say there it right? You go. You oh, got cool. it. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I hate so, when people botch names. Anyway. No, no. I was a teacher for four years, so botching names was a thing we, we did the first week of school all the time. Um, so, yeah. So, like I said, my name is Hafiz. Um, I am the creator of The Roommates. One of the creators, my co-creator, name is Chris. Um, the goal of The Roommates is to help men and women become the best version of themselves, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and financially, and just to create high-quality high character individuals. So that's just what I've been doing in life. And that's what I'm excited about. I love that. And I love when like we wrote each other, you're like, I just, I'm like, what topic are you passionate about? You're like, to help people. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you're a generalist because so am I. And I believe yeah. that everything is like holistic, you know, and the yeah, way yeah, that yeah. we approach and help people. But I, you know, I'm curious because I don't, I don't know your backstory. I was wondering, yeah. like, how did you get into this whole thing? Yeah, so I think for me, the biggest, um, when I'm 19 years old, I um, was playing college football at the time. Um, I became a Christian at 19, and that kind of gave me a heart of giving back, serving, and all that stuff. And so one of the things I realized was, like, a lot of my teammates, especially, uh, obviously, all men, 
were just lost, confused, just needed direction and guidance. So, you know, I just kind of, you know, took it upon myself to talk to people, to give people advice um, who, who wanted it, you know. And at, at that time, it was it was more um, it was good and bad because a lot of the kids didn't care, <laughs> you know, and, and, but then a lot of them did. So it was, it was, it was, it was a, it was, it was the best of both worlds. Um, or in better word, the best of times and the worst of times. <laughs> right, right, right. And, and so, um, afterwards I became a teacher, was a teacher for four years. Um, I did that for four years. Then after I, I was a teacher, you know, then I moved to Houston and that's when we started our podcast. So that's kind of a short abbreviated um, version of my journey. I, I love it. And I can't believe what an old wise soul you are for such a young person and Mm -hmm. how much knowledge you have. So what got you interested in just the whole like area around dating and relationships and advice? To be honest, to be honest, it's everything. Like I said, most people like if you I have people who call me coach Hafiz and not Mm -hmm. like coach like in um, like life coach, but like a football coach. Like, so they know me as a football coach because, you know, I play football and I'm really, I know football very well. You know, I have people who know me as a history teacher, you know what I mean? Because I was a history teacher for three years. So in different seasons of my life, I'm a different person. I was one, I was videographer at one point, I was a photographer. So, so I, I, I know, a, I, I, I'm a reader. I love information. I love um, new, new knowledge. And so I'm, I'm just well versed in a lot of different things. And and so whenever I talk about something I'm, I'm currently interested in, I always find it resonates with people. So that's kind of how in the dating stuff, I mean, obviously that's, you know, human sexuality is always very curious to people. That's why um, that content tends to, to grow a little bit um, faster than the others. Yeah, well, a lot faster because <clears throat> I, I'm just amazed at, at how much you know. And has this like... Is it something that you've always had, like since you were young? Just like I don't know, it's like you yeah. have this feeling about things. So I think the biggest thing for me is that one, I struggled so much dating wise. So ah. I always say, I always say the best players are usually the worst coaches. Like, so, <laughs> and 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 the reason why, like a guy like Michael Jordan would be a terrible basketball coach because he's just too good at it, you know. He's different, you know. A guy like um, Matthew Johnson, he's just a naturally six nine. He's just amazing. So a lot of times, the best coaches are guys like Eric Spolstra, who don't know anything. Coach Miami Heat, in case anybody doesn't know, <laughs> who who he didn't play basketball. He literally just learned it from the ground up, and by learning every single nook and cranny of the game, he became well equipped at teaching the basic principles and fundamentals. So for me having so many issues and being so curious since I was a very young individual, it's led me to have to apply everything. I feel like a lot of people, they're, they're, they're either, you know, practitioners or they're educators, but the best people are both, you know? So I think that, that, that duality has helped me a lot. And then, like I said, my curiosity of reading, I read a lot. I was talking to my, my girlfriend and she said, I don't think people understand why you're so good at what you do. And I said, why do you say that? And she said, because you enjoy what you do. And mm-hmm. everybody says that. Everybody loves their job. Everybody says they love their job. But, but they, w- w- what she meant by that is, on my free time, I'm reading articles. That's fun for me. 
Like on my free time, I'll watch a TED talk. It's fun. Like I don't like net, if you ask me Netflix, amusement park, vacation, surveys and articles, I'm gonna read surveys and articles. And so that's what kind of person I am. And I think that 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 authentic curiosity just makes me just very knowledgeable about all these different subject matters. Yeah. And by the way, such a good skill and mindset to have when it comes to dating. Cause I find like when I'm working with people and they're not enjoying dating, then guess what? Like dating's going to suck. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you have to have fun with it. And I love what you said about, you know, like I feel, and this is just my throwing myself under the bus as I always do, is that adversity are gifts in disguise. You just don't see it at the time until you're through it. And then you look back and you're like, Oh yeah, that's that's the gift. That's what I I can teach and be passionate about. Because like my story, kind of like yours, like I was a trained therapist before I got into all these like relationship stuff, and you know, and I was this young therapist right out of you know grad school, and I thought I was the bomb. Like I thought I was the best therapist ever, and you know, and I'm sure I helped a lot of people. But it wasn't until I went through my own shit, so to speak, and mm-hmm. I went through my divorce, and I was like, I didn't know anything. Like, what mm-hmm. was I telling these people, you know? And yeah, yeah. this is when it all kind of synthesized together. So I still, yeah. like, relate to what you're saying. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, okay, so you have a girlfriend. I heard you slip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I didn't slip. I said <laughs> oh, you know. Had you dated a lot before? Yeah, yeah, oh, definitely. Okay, okay. Yeah, definitely a ton. <laughs> yeah, okay. Because yeah. I wondered. Well, you had, and this is what I wanted to talk about today. You had um, on one of your episodes where you review the six type of men to kind of look for, avoid, and I love this topic because I don't know if you know this, but I have five um, archetypes for women that I do, and I have a quiz that women take because I believe there's also types of women. And I thought it'd be kind of fun to go through that. And whether you're a man or women listen to this, I really think it's valuable because often, and, and this is one of the biggest things that people say to me, they, they don't understand why they keep attracting the same person over and over again. You know, they Mm -hmm. think it's just like dumb luck kind of thing. So um, if you're up for it, I'd love to review those those types. And then cool. no I problem. can kind of come at it from a woman's standpoint on why these women are attracting them and also maybe what they can do about it. Cool. Okay. So d- is there an order that you want to go in? I mean, I wrote no. them down. Okay. No problem, yeah. Okay. Okay. So I heard, I like, okay, mama's boy was yeah. one of them. So yeah. tell me about the mama's boy. Yeah. So, man, the mama's boy is an interesting dynamic because the mama's boy is it's he's a really good guy. You know, he's yeah. a really good guy. He he loves his mom. He respects his mom. He cherishes his mom. He's a really sweet guy. But what happens is two things happen to the mama's boy. The first thing is because he's so sweet, he loses that masculine, sexy edge to him. You know, a lot of times. What, what mama's boys be, uh, moms do is they, especially if, if his dad was more of an alpha kind of guy and he burned the mom in any shape or capacity, what ends up happening is that the, the mom wants the son to be everything, to be the opposite of his father, you know? So if his father was a lion, she now wants her son to be a lamb. 
And what she doesn't realize is by creating him into this lamb-like sweetie pie, does says everything nice. He he loses that sexual edge that drew you to his father to begin with. And so they end up limiting these guys. And then on the flip side, with the mama's boys, is that then they also become very submissive to women. And and this and what happens is that if you're a woman who wants a masculine leader, he's used to a woman being in charge. He's used to always always um, diverting the, the decision-making to you because obviously he's, his, mom, his whole life, mom tells him what to do, mom tells him what to wear, mom tells him what school to go to, you know? And, and then obviously the, la- the worst part about the mama's boy is that mom you're, you're, is going to be in the marriage. You're, you, if you don't believe in polyamory, oh, yes. you, I'm sorry, you're, you're in an open relationship. It's you, him, and his mother. And so he's the kind of guy who doesn't have the ability to say no. And there was an amazing man in the course that I went through. I think I was like 22 years old. And he said that every man needs to cut the umbilical cord twice. The first time is physically when you're born. And what the cutting of the umbilical cord is saying is that now the child must eat by himself. Now the child must be an independent entity and consume for himself. It's basically symbolizing you are now your own person. There's a physical cutting of the umbilical cord, but there's also the spiritual cutting of the umbilical cord where you now say, mom, I love you, but I am my own man. I am my own person. I am my own uh, um, entity. I love and respect you, but I have to move according to my own personal purpose. And mama's boys cannot do that. That is so good. And, and and as you're describing it, I can think of a thousand conversations I've had with women who have attracted these kind of guys, right? And, you know, the, the thing that ends up happening is that I find that the woman who, who's had the bad boy before, and we're going to go over the bad boy in a second, end up with the good old boy and the mama's boy, you know, afterwards, because they think that okay, well, this is what it's supposed to be like. And he's so nice, you know, and he can do all these things. But then in the end, as I'm working with these women, they get so annoyed, you know, like they, they, they just want the man to step up and it it drives them crazy. And so on the flip side, what I see in the women, women, if you're listening to this, I see a lot of strong women, single moms, like attract these kind of guys. Would you say that? That's the case that you see. 100%. And one of the things, even to that point, is that they have to understand that when it comes to the mama's boy, the big thing is that mama's boys look for moms. That's the big thing. They look for moms. They look, their mom was such a pivotal part of their life. He's not getting rid of her, but the next woman is going to be her. There was an amazing movie, not movie, TV show. Uh, it was the Indian matchmaker that was on Netflix a couple of months ago. I'm not sure if you've ever seen it, but it's, it's still on Netflix. It's a great show. Oh, and yeah. what, you, what you see at the very end is a typical mama's boy in which his wife has to be his, his next, his new mother. And so to that point, I, I try to let women know that especially you, these type A, go-getter women who are living in the masculine energy, especially, like I said, single mothers, women are used to taking care of mama's boys love it because they want mommy. 
They want somebody to tell them what to do. They want somebody to wake up in the morning. They want somebody to cut off the crust off their sandwiches. They want a new <laughs> mommy, and you are that perfect fit for them. And then the mom just feels so good doing that too in the beginning because it's so familiar, right? And it's, as a woman, she that's where her confidence lives. So it's going to be like magnets, you know, in the beginning. But in the end, it's awful. Yes, yes. And, 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 and even to what you said, a lot of women don't understand, especially the ones, like you said, the ones who dated the bad boy. It's such a breath of fresh air because it's so sweet and it's so kind. But like you said, the problem is, is that when like a woman wants to be a man's lover, not his mother. And initially it's cool. Ooh. You know what I mean? It's cool to take care of him. But when you feel like, oh, like it's sweet, you know, he needs me. And other people you, you find who love mama's boys are women because a bad boy doesn't need you. He, don't, he ain't going to call you. He ain't going to text you back. He doesn't need your company. He has five other girls in his rotation as well. He doesn't need you. So a lot of times when girls are used to dating the bad boy, they love the mama's boy because the mama's boy needs them and th that she knows that you're not going to go anywhere because you're so dependent upon me. But that dependency always wanes on them in the long haul. Oh, that's so good. I'm like, I just want to say amen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you know, ladies, you know, my dating archetypes. And if you don't make sure that you listen to the episode where I go over that or get my audio course, this may be why you suck at dating. And I, the archetype that will get attracted to these guys is I call it the chiefs. The chiefs, she's like, she's running her love life like a business, right? And she has the masculine energy and she even like wears kind of the masculine body language, if you will, and the mm -hmm. way that she conducts herself. And she gets so frustrated in the end why she only sees beta men. Like what, mm -hmm. where are all the alpha men kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the alpha man because we keep talking about the bad boy. Yeah. I think you yeah. call, did you call him thug or something? I call them, I call them, from my memory, is a player slash charmer. Uh, oh, oh. And then there's also the thug life bad boy. Like, I, I didn't know. Like, maybe we can talk. Maybe okay, they're one of so, so it's been a minute since I've watched that video. The, the thug life and player. Let me think. Exactly. Yep. I know what you're talking about. Perfect, yeah, perfect, I yeah. mean, there's there's similarities, but I think yeah. they're a little different. To like two I, different guys, two different yeah. guys. Okay, because the remember, thug yeah. is the thug, like the bad yeah. boy, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's different. <laughs> That's different than the player. So yeah. which one are we doing? Let's do the thug. Let's do the thug. Okay, cool. Because he's so, so opposite. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, so in, in regards to the thug life bad boy guy, he is what I call pure masculine energy. And what happens with pure masculine energy, it is so sexually attractive to women, mm -hmm. especially women who are not used to having masculine energy in their lives. So usually women from single parent households and broken homes who are not used to being around men, they love pure masculine energy because it reinforces and it feeds into all the needs that they feel like they never were able to engage in. And so one of so if you if you're familiar with the Taoist yin yang symbol, mm -hmm. what you'll notice is that um, I could say yin yang, yin and yang. If you if you if you notice is that the mass the masculine part has the masculine yang has a black dot. It's white with a black right. dot. Yeah, and the feminine part is black with a white dot, meaning in its perfect form, 
masculine needs feminine as well. You need feminine traits. And, and feminine women need masculine traits, right? So there, there has to be a bit of tapping into either, both of those things. So when a guy is all masculine, that's the problem. And so this guy is usually an individual who high testosterone, very aggressive, very assertive. So he's the one who, like, nothing that you can notice about that guy is he's the one that girls are like, especially when they're younger, he's the one that's approaching women. Because at that age, at younger ages, the guy's too nervous. He don't care. <laughs> he, he shoots his shot. And so that kind of guy, like I said, because it's pure masculinity, it's addictive. And the last point in summarizing this guy is that so many women, I've always, in my personal experience, I've always said they, will, they would rather tolerate unhealthy masculine men um, versus healthy feminine men. Always. Interesting. And I, I actually see two types of women being attracted to this guy. And you tell me what you think. One is what you just said, like women who are craving that masculine energy because they didn't have it. So mm-hmm. yeah, like some sort of absent father figure, um, perhaps. And also a little more like passive women, I would think might get attracted oh, to I that. Lo- l- let me tell you a quick story. Passive Women, so you gotta when you understand masculine and feminine, masculine summarizes is initiation, feminine summarizes receptivity. Receptivity, right? yep. So, so there's there's health and there's unhealth. So the unhealthy masculine guy is controlling, is domineering, is abusive. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Those are the things that you're gonna see because he's too too extreme on the initiation side, right? Yeah, and then the then the feminine one. Then there's another extreme of the hyper feminine, unhealthy feminine form where she is um, a pushover. Yeah, you know where she is extremely indecisive. You know, and so that person is so drawn to the masculine because he gives demands, and she loves demands because she doesn't know what to do in her life. And so what I was talking to, I, I was coaching this one lady, and it's so sad because a lot of these girls will say, okay, I was dating a controlling man. And I'm not denying he's controlling, but they also tell me I love a man to tell me what to do. There's a balance. Obviously, there's a balance. But a lot of women like, who are extremely passive, that they yearn for that extremely masculine guy because he he's such a sense of direction because he's the opposite of what she is you know you know yeah. so if the if the feminine is a is a is the crazy painting that's just everywhere the masculine is a canvas that establishes order to the feminine chaos and so when you understand that concept you're 100% right girls like that they're always always drawn to the extremely masculine man because he's a comp he's a compliment to who they are but like you said because she's unhealthy feminine she's gonna meet the unhealthy masculine absolutely and from a psychological standpoint just as a therapist where often this comes from too is that there's a familiarity with that dynamic of some sort so yeah on one hand it could be the absent father but it could also be an abusive parent as well and it could even be an abusive mom by the way it doesn't even have to be an abusive dad and so that 
criticalness, the abuse that comes out, the brain says, oh, that's familiar. I know this. So I'm attracted to this. And it's like a broken record, almost like trying to have a corrective experience around something that feels familiar, but the outcome is always the same, sadly. Mm -hmm. So that's what's really, I think, interesting. So as a woman, if, if you're if you're listening to this and you find yourself being attracted to these kind of thugs, um, it, it is like, how can you learn to find your voice and to express your needs and your thoughts, set boundaries? And as you get stronger within, you won't even be attracted to those guys, quite honestly. So, yeah, I love that one. Because that was like the polar opposite almost mm. of the mama's boy, right? Yeah, Okay, yeah, yeah. so now we got the failure to launch, dude. I love yeah. this one. Oh, my God, I've met so many of them. Tell me about him. Yeah, so the, fail the failure to launch guy, that is quite an interesting man. And so the failure to launch guy, know what's also, know what's also true about this guy? Sometimes he's the really attractive guy. And what happens, yeah. with the, what happens with the failure to launch guy is that because his whole life, he's had things given to him because he's so attractive because, you know, maybe, you know, he was he, he was always getting female attention. He lacks that drive, that motivation, that ambition, all those things to actually go for these things himself, actually build stuff up himself. That's the guy that you see him. He, he finds a girlfriend. He probably sit on her couch in his early 20s. He's that drummer trying to make it in this band. You know, oh a lot of those guys, they, they women like them because they're also a project. And they have so much, keyword here, potential. And so they see the potential in this guy, but he's always, he's never getting it together. He's always, always hustling in between jobs, this and that and that. So yes, the failure to launch guy is, is another one that, whew. Oh yeah. gosh, I think I've dated so many of those. <laughs> and sadly, I'm the one that gets attracted to those because I think as women, the ones who get attracted to those are helpers, are healers, mm -hmm. are, are the ones who feel like there's so much potential. If he just mm -hmm. can do this and I can help him get there, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, tons of musicians. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> have yes. been this yes yes um mm -hmm. and they get just to that point too where you think they're gonna make it mm -hmm. and it's like oh next week or next month and it just mm -hmm. never happens it's like the play waiting for godot like godot just never comes <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah oh god okay so that was a good one um then we have uh okay well and we have to distinguish this from the thug but the player and charmer and i would say this is probably, I don't know, I hear this more so than not with a lot of the women that I work with end up getting attracted to these guys. Okay. So the, the player and the charmer, the re, by definition, he's charming. He's attractive. That's why women are attracted to him. He's attractive and he uses it for his advantage. He's also the really attractive guy who's used to getting girls all the time. So in the words of Uncle Ben, with great power comes great responsibility. And so because these guys have a lot of power, they unfortunately don't learn the responsibilities of what it means to have this much attention, to have, you know, I mean, this many women around them. So they use their powers for their advantage. They use their powers to get what they want. They use their, you know what I mean? And so these yeah. guys, what girls don't understand, a lot of the athletes, movie star type guys, 
is that these guys struggle with settling down for a myriad of things. Paradox of choice is one of them. But an, another, another thing is that they just find no incentive of settling down because they get so many girls who do everything for them relationship-wise without commitment. And like I said, mm. they, they have all these natural skills for attracting women. It's just these natural charisma. You know, I, I, what, what was the guy's name that Zac Efron, they did a movie on him? It wasn't Jeffrey Dahmer, was it? It was oh, a, the, the killer guy. Yeah, the killer. I did. It was Jeffrey Dahmer, wasn't it? It was Jeffrey Dahmer. I, I think so. Because yeah. I'm remembering that too. So I don't know, but I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So De- De- yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer, Dahmer is another one of those per- guys, you know? So he's another individual so charming, you know? Mm-hmm. And so he's just able to, you know, smile and say the right thing. And so, yeah, that guy, those guys are, are, like they can, they, good things can happen, but the wrong guy, very dangerous. Yeah. And so I call those guys um, intermittent reinforcers too, because they give you just enough to keep you I'm so going. sorry. It's Ted Bundy. It's Ted Bundy. Not oh, it's Jeffrey Ted Bundy. Donald. You're right. Yes. Ted it, Bundy. Uh, it's all the same. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're all yeah. the charmers. And yeah, so these guys just keep you on the string and they give you, they plop down the crumbs, but they never mm-hmm. give you the cake. But the crumbs mm-hmm. are so delicious for these women who are needing it, craving it, wanting it. And on a psychological terms, let's just say that um, these player charmers that you're talking about fall in the spectrum of what we would say access to personality disorders. So we see a lot of sociopathic, narcissistic um, type of personalities come through. Mm. And, you know, the women who get attracted to that, actually, I see some different prototypes. I mean, one one could be um, on my archetype, the narcissistic magnet, as I call them, because they are always there. And, and these women actually can be very put together and they're again, very nice, very functional, but they, they may not express their needs and that they're so good at getting caught up in the, in the charm. Like they, they love it because it's something that raises their sexual tension for them because they, they don't express themselves. So when they see the charmer, they, it's like a chemistry for them. It's like yeah. a drug. It's a, it, it's like a spell that they get mm-hmm. cast on them. So I, I see often that. And then also um, really passive women, shy people, I see get caught up in, in that whole thing yeah. too. Like, isn't he great? And I, I was coaching this woman once and she, oh my God, every guy that she dated was this guy that you're talking about. Um, and I, I do these wing girl sessions. I mean, before COVID hit where I go out with women and I teach them how to flirt and all that kind of stuff. And so who sits down, but a total player charmer, like, uh, I saw, I smelled him from a mile away and he sits down and he's well-dressed and he's charismatic and he's so cool. And she looks at me and she's like, Oh my God, he's so cute. I'm like, Oh, here we go. So, (laughs) so the conversation continues and this whole time he's telling stories, he's making her laugh, but he asks nothing about her, nothing. And, and, but to her fault, <laughs> she shares nothing about herself yeah, yeah, either, yeah, 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 yeah. right? So he goes to the bathroom, and she said, oh, my God, isn't he dreamy? Isn't he great? I said, okay, so what is great about him? Like, what do you like? Well, he's so cute. He's so charming. But I said, look, what what do you 
know really about him? And what does he know about you? Uh-huh. She just kind of paused. She's like, oh, well, he didn't ask. I said, but you're not sharing. I said, I yeah. tell you what, when he comes back, I want you to talk about your day. I want you to tell a story. Yeah. The minute she did, he was nowhere. Like he's looking around the room. He wasn't yeah. even listening to her. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those guys are smooth, but mm-hmm. dangerous. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay, so moving on, we have two more. Um, oh, okay, good old boy. The good old yeah. boy. <laughs> yeah, very, very, very similar to um very similar to the 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 the, the mom mama's boy in a sense. Yeah. But the good guy, the good guy, he is a good guy. You know, he's a he's a genuinely good guy who tries to do the right thing. Um he he also struggles a lot with sexual tension. He gets friend zoned a lot. She friend zoned a lot. Oh, that's you know, because mm-hmm. that and one of the things girls will always say about him is they'll be like, Oh, he was just so great, but I just wasn't I might wasn't attracted to him like that. He hears that a lot, not attracted to him like that. And like I said, the good old boys also a, a, a good uh rebound to the player type because he's safe. He's a mm-hmm. safe guy. He's a guy that a lot of women, when they get older and they want to settle down, they pick they marry guys like him. They know he's going to be dependable. They know he's going to be trustworthy. They know he's going to be reliable. They know that he hopefully won't cheat on them. So they, 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 they choose him not because of positive things they like about him, but they choose him because they feel like he's safe. Oh, yeah. Well, I call those the nice guys. Yep. <laughs> he's so nice, but I'm just not attracted to him. But, yeah. you know, I find that a lot, and I work with a lot of nice guys or good old boys, but there's there's also a lot of covert stuff happening with these nice guys, and they hide very Machiavellian, they, very Machiavellian, right? yeah, yeah, very Machiavellian. So one of the things about them is that because they're they also know how to manipulate. So so the so the, so the kindness sometimes isn't genuine because they're just doing it to get. So a lot of times you will see um, people date guys like this, and all of a sudden. You know, there'll be domestic violence. There'll be an anger issue because they're oh. they're trying. They're, a lot of times, their behavior is used as a form of getting people to do stuff for them. And if people don't do what they want, they lash out in frustration and anger. A lot of passive aggression, huh? Yes. Like with that yes. guy, yeah, yes. yeah. And 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 then that also, I think, is a bigger hit when the woman discovers that because it's like he snowed her. Like, where did mm-hmm. this come from? It's like this big mm-hmm. surprise or revelation mm-hmm. that happens. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I don't know. Do you think that the women who get attracted to that guy tend to have, like, kind of the friend zone energy themselves? Like the friend zone girl? Or, like, who, what kind of girl gets attracted to that? Um, I think, I think, yeah, I think friendly women get that guy a lot because other girls want to give him a chance. Like women who are yeah. friendly, women who are kind, women who respond to their messages, they get a lot of those guys because they open the door. Not saying it's a bad thing, but because you open the door, a lot of guys who like that will come inside willingly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Now, the final one, drum roll, mm. is the overly ambitious guy. Yes. I love those yes. guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And so one, one of the biggest things I can oh, – I, I always know women – who date high earning men because they all share the similar stories of him not being available. And, and, and that's, and that's the part that I feel like there's no perfect guy. There's pros and cons of anything, 
but high high earning men, if a man's making two fifty plus a year, even one hundred one fifty in some places plus a year, they're not working forty hours. When I met Gary V, Gary V literally told me he works um, at that time was working from seven a.m. to nine p.m. They're working a lot, and so these overly ambitious guys, they will they're they're the Jim Carrey off liar liar. You know, not there for their kids, always in the office, extra hours, missing the baseball games, you know, missing the ballet recitals. You know, they'll they'll forget anniversaries and birthdays like their work is consuming their mind. And so a lot of times they're emotionally unavailable to the women that they're, they're in relationships with. Yes. Yes, that's exactly it. And I think that a lot of times the women are left feeling like second fiddle, like they're never first yeah. and they're never feeling valued because of mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And I think, you know, where it comes from, from the guy standpoint, I think with all of these actually types, to be honest, they're all coming from a place of insecurity, you know, that developed early on, like I said, in the beginning, and then it just kind of, this is the costume that they end up wearing later on. And so, you know, if you're listening to this, this is more of like, we've all have traces of all these types and archetypes that we're talking about, but it's really like what it provides for you. Like, how is it benefiting you and what is it costing you by being with these kind of people? And also how are you showing up yourself to attract that? So Mm -hmm. I, I love I love, you know, just kind of dissecting all of this and seeing how, like, that can also help you in the long run. Of course, of course. Yeah. Well, this is this has been awesome. And, like, mm. I, I think it's been a really fun way of looking at things. Are there any, like, parting words of wisdom that you yeah. So, So for clarification, the six types of guys, we did a six type of woman episode as well, but the idea was nobody's perfect. And we're not saying that everyone is a bad person. All guys are bad. We're just saying that everyone has a a little bit of a flaw, right? Women want a hardworking guy. A flaw to a guy who's hardworking is he might be too hard. You know, women want a guy who's sweet and caring. The problem of a guy who's too sweet and caring is he's an overly nice guy. Women want a girl who has a who has a sexual edge, who has who has a mystery mystery about him, tall, dark, and handsome. The 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 flip side to this guy is that you know he might have a a dark edge, you know, he might be overly aggressive. So it's not saying that there's no healthy men out there. We're just clarifying that there's a spectrum of everybody. Some are more healthy than others, but just letting people know that, that there's no perfect people, you know, and I just want to make it clear that, that there are healthy men and women out there for everybody who's listening as well. It's so true. And it's all about balance, you know, and it's more for yourself because if you're frustrated with who you're attracting, you're just finding yourself spinning your wheels, then this is how you can take a look at it so that you can get more balanced, you know, Mm -hmm. both in your relationships and with yourself. So exactly. I love it. I love it. Where can everyone find you again? Just yeah, just just go, um, go to youtube.com and just type in the roommates. Um, it's youtube.com slash the roommates podcast, but just go to just type in the, the roommates on YouTube. You can be able to check out all of our content. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming no on make sure that you check out his podcast and thanks for joining me today. This has been the charisma quotient. I'm your host, of course, Kimmy Seltzer. And remember you can build confidence, make connections and find love from the outside in and make sure you go to my site, 
KimmySeltzer.com. And if you keep asking yourself why you're still single and you keep attracting the same people over and over again, there are three things you can do right now to empower yourself. First, join my free Facebook group so that you can get motivated and inspired by other women working on their love life. Second, you can grab the exclusive podcast audio course, This May Be Why You Suck at Dating. And this is where I go over all those dating archetypes that we were just talking about. This course is filled with juicy audio-only episodes. You can access it right here as you do with my podcast. And finally, empower yourself. Sign up for a free breakthrough session so that I can personally help you be your own detective in seeing what you are doing to attract the people that you don't want or perhaps do. And remember, it starts with you and working on yourself is working on your dating life. Stay tuned until next week with more tips on how to feel and look fabulous every day. Okay.